Hello and welcome back to the Kate Hamilton Health Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Hamilton, and this is episode two. So in episode two, I am going to dive right into my philosophy around nutrition. So first of all, I just want to say that there is no one size fits all approach when it comes to nutrition. Nutrition is very personal and it all very much depends on your background, on your routine, on your lifestyle, on your beliefs, on your personal preferences and so many more factors. Okay, so what works for Mary down the road won't necessarily work for you and that's okay. So I just find that when you're adapting uh, to new nutritional um, habits that it is really really important to to kind of go into it with um, an open mind and a trial and error kind of approach so try things out if it doesn't work for you try something different and keep like don't give up keep trying till you find what actually works for you so it's like weight loss and kind of building healthy habits is really kind of like a science experiment you have to try things out see do they work if they don't adjust slightly try again and um, when we kind of get rid of that black and white approach like oh it didn't work I can't lose weight and we realize that we just need to keep trying and figure out what it is that works for us um, it's just it's so much more freeing so I also believe that nutrition is so much more based around emotions so we I find a lot of us know the information that we that we need to know when it comes to nutrition we know what's good for us we know what's not so good for us we learned it in school we've heard it over the years but it's our mindset around habit change that is what we actually need to work on I also think there's a huge information overload on the internet and a lot of us just get overwhelmed and genuinely don't know what's healthy and what's not anymore I like I remember my own struggle I just wanted to be healthy I had decided I got to that stage in my life I wanted to start taking better care of myself and wanted to be healthy I had started working out and I wanted to improve my diet but I genuinely didn't know like I remember googling what is a healthy diet and like all these different things coming up on the internet I tried paleo I tried keto I even tried vegan for a day or two and I didn't know whether I should be paleo whether I should be keto whether I should be vegan whether I should be eating a Mediterranean diet I didn't know whether I should be eating small meals regularly or whether I should be fasting for periods of the day Um, and in the end I just got so overwhelmed I gave up and I just joined Slimming World Um, Now this was like after I'd had my kids and I needed to lose some weight but Slimming World wasn't my first experience of Slimming Club so like it I was basically reverting back to past experiences so I had experience of being in Weight Watchers. I joined Weight Watchers I was still working in the hotel so I would have been still in college so I must have been about 19, 20 at the time and I did not need to go to Weight Watchers but I thought I did because you know that's the way we're conditioned to be as skinny as we possibly can so I joined Weight Watchers back then so I kind of had this slimming club mentality for a long time Um. so when after I'd had the kids and I was going up to slimming world I um 
I enjoyed it at the time and it worked for me for a good while. Like I lost all I lost about two stone with Slimming World after I had my third child. Um, But I remember how much it took over my life in the sense that I felt there was very little flexibility. You know, once I was in my routine, it was fine. It was easy to stick to but any like lack of routine um I found it very difficult to stick to and week to week my week very much depended on how I did on the scales so although I loved going up there every Saturday morning if I I was gone up in weight and had tried really hard I would just be it would ruin my week I'd be like what's the point I'd more than like going to binge and you know, it would take me a day or two to get back on track and genuinely would have felt like a failure. And then like the opposite, if I had had a good week and lost a few pounds, you know, it was the best feeling in the world or even better if I had like one slimmer of the week. I, you know, it was literally the best month ever. And it just, it, it was quite addictive in that way. And one thing, but one thing I will say about both Weight Watchers and Slimming World, what I loved about them was, I loved the structure it gave me, first of all. I loved that I kind of had an information pack. This is what you can eat. This is what you can't eat. This is how much of it you can eat. This is how much of it you can't eat and so on. And uh, So it gave me that structure that I needed, even though it was extremely misguided. It, um, It's what I thought I needed at the time. I also really, really loved the community aspect of these uh, places I loved that um, I loved the women that I went up to every week and I'm not necessarily talking about the leaders that were running it I'm talking about the ordinary women sit- that we were sitting side by side cheering each other on and genuinely um, wanting the best for each other and that's what I loved most about the slimming clubs I think and what I still to this day think is most beneficial about them um, so when I created the Nourish, Move and Shine program, it was really important to me that I brought what I needed from those slimming clubs and packaged it as a much, well, I suppose, a better program, a much more informative program and a much more sustainable and healthy approach to sustainable weight loss. So... The community side of that was really important to me when it came to Nourish, Move and Shine. But also, I really wanted to have a place that women could come to get good information and education around nutrition. Even if it was just a case of just reminding people of what we, we all already know, but just seeing it on paper but seeing it in a flexible way and realizing that you don't actually have to restrict yourself to be healthy you don't have to restrict yourself to lose weight you just need a little bit of organization and a little bit of focus so that's kind of what the program is all about from the nutrition side of things so breaking that down a little bit further these are kind of what I focus on so first of all whole foods um, I believe that a healthy diet should be based mainly around whole foods. So whole foods are, you know, one ingredient foods. They don't have an ingredients list. OK, so like broccoli, rice, chicken, eggs, apple, strawberry, those kind of things. Then so I kind of believe that we should probably have about 70 percent of our day filled with whole foods 
then obviously if you just have a plain whole foods diet that's going to be extremely fucking boring so you're going to add in some minimally processed foods so minimally processed foods are foods that have a little bit more um a little bit of processing to it but are still good food in their own right and add a little bit more to your meals so for example cheese milk um yogurts like especially not now I'm not talking about the highly processed yogurts you know yogurts with five ingredients or less and things like that where you're combining a a couple of whole foods to make um make a food so cheese would be a perfect example or yogurt um and then so I would say that the minimally processed food should take up about 20 percent of your of your day and then include every day some processed food that you enjoy processed food is food that is not necessarily natural okay it's made in made in uh it's made in a factory um it's usually high in sugar high in salt high in fat but that doesn't necessarily mean that mean that that's a bad food this is where the slimming clubs are really going wrong there is no good food and bad food food is food food is fuel it all carries a certain amount of energy but some of it is more efficient than others so that's why whole foods and minimally processed foods to fill your day with that with mostly with those is going to nourish your body and make you feel like you have enough energy to go about your day it's also going to make any weight loss goals or any performance goals so much easier to reach because you're actually going to feel well with that food but if you take processed food out of your diet completely it's not sustainable long term you're likely to just get really pissed off and give up altogether so I'd always say kind of you know 10% so we could if we go 70% whole foods uh, 20% minimally processed and 10% processed it's a good balance it's a basically a balanced diet um, so with your with that in mind it's also really really important not to to cut out any food groups so that your three food groups are your protein your carbohydrates and your fats it's really really important to have some of all of them okay so for protein we're talking meat fish greek yogurt eggs lentils nuts it doesn't have to be meat obviously i personally prefer to get some protein from meat sources for various different reasons but if you are vegetarian or vegan it is totally possible to get adequate protein from um other sources carbohydrates now carbohydrates get a bad rep and a lot of people think oh to lose weight i need to cut carbs this is not true so first of all carbohydrates are our main source of energy and so we need it to have enough energy to get on with our busy lives it's the type of carb that you pick which is important so not all carbs are created equal so we have um highly processed refined carbohydrates which are your chocolate bars your white bread your frozen pizza base all that kind of stuff it's not going to it's not going to give you the nutrition that you would get let's say from some brown rice from a sweet potato from um some whole grain bread so it's really just about trying to get most of your carbohydrates from good 
whole grain sources really sources that are higher in fiber and um slightly lower in sugar and then we have healthy fats so again fats is another one to get a bad rep from all those years of you know these low fat diets you need fat in your diet do you do not need to be low fat or zero percent fat everything um in fact if you're eating loads of fruit and vegetables and you're taking multivitamins and you think you're super healthy and you're getting no fat in your diet, there are some vitamins that you, your body actually can't absorb without the presence of fat. So you need to have a certain amount of fat in your diet. That doesn't mean that you need to be eating lard or, you know, loads and loads of oil. Fat can be really, really simply taken in your diet by instead of cooking with fry light, if you actually cook with a little bit of olive oil or rapeseed oil or something like that. Um, if you're eating some nuts every day or nut butter, just weigh it out because they are quite high in calories. But they're another good way to get your healthy fat in also. Also, small amounts of saturated fat is okay. So in the forms of cheese um, and meat, but just to watch the intake. So you'd be kind of looking for um, polyunsaturated fats more so than saturated fat, which is the likes of nuts and avocados and um, certain oils as well. So um, just to try and include a bit of everything in your diet, you don't need to cut out anything. If your goal is weight loss or fat loss, then you need to look towards portion control. So most of us don't need to be counting our macros religiously um, every day, unless we're athletes and we're prepping for some sort of competition. There's just no need to be on my fitness pal day in, day out, trying to calculate exactly, you know, oh, I have to eat 141 grams of protein today. And, you know, it's just not necessary. Um, however, a lot of people do like to count calories and I think that it's no harm to count calories for certain periods of time to get an idea. You can learn a lot and get to get an idea of what you're eating, what kind of energy different foods actually carry. Um, it's no harm to do. And it's a really, really effective way to lose body weight if, or to gain if that's what your goal is because you know exactly how much you're taking in so if you want to lose body fat you need to be consuming less calories than what you're expending so that means that you need to be eating less food that contain less calories than the amount of calories that your body is actually burning throughout the day from your daily activities so that obviously needs to be very very specifically defined because that does not mean that you should be consuming as little calories as possible. In fact, that's probably the worst thing you do. So no adult should be eating 1200 calories a day. No matter what your your my fitness pal app is telling you, you should not be on 1200 calories unless you're like 12 maybe. And even then, probably not. Probably maybe if you were 5. And um, so nobody should be on 1200 calories. If you are looking to create a calorie deficit, you need to create a slight calorie deficit. So I'd always aim like I, I like a really slight calorie deficit because I'm all about sustainability, about being able to stick to it long term. So I would say about a 300 calorie deficit. So just say you think that you might be burning and again all of this is estimates and it depends and it is trial and error just say you think on average you're burning about 2500 calories a day so then 
you that actually that's probably a little bit a, bit, a little bit high if you just say you were burning 2200 calories a day and then you wanted to lose body fat you'd bring it down to about 1900 maybe 1800 calories so three or 400 calories i would definitely never have less than 500 cal less than five sorry more than a 500 calorie deficit there is absolutely no need um and I find a lot of people when they start my program and they see the high calorie total that I give them, they always say, oh, that's really high. I usually only just stick to this amount of calories. Like, I don't think I'm going to lose weight on that. And I say to them, give it two weeks. See, can you stick to these? Just just say it's 1800 calories. These 1800 calories for seven days a week. So every single day for two weeks. Um. If you can do that and you still haven't lost body fat, then we'll reduce it. And nobody has ever come back to me. So because it's what's actually the issue is adherence. People find it difficult to stick to calories. They think they need to consume too little calories and they actually can't stick to it then. So they might stick, they might eat 12, 13, 1400 calories for, you know, two, three days. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, starting to get pissed off by Thursday. So they end up having a few extra. And then by Friday, they've given up because they're fucking starving. Um, so instead of, you know, trying to eat like 1200 calories Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then eating 3000 calories on Saturday and Sunday, try sticking with your 1800 calories seven days a week and stick to it long term. And you would be surprised the weeks fly by before you know it. You've lost tons of body fat without even realizing it. And also in relation to calorie counting, you can look at it like um, a weekly total. So just say you're on 1800 calories and that's seven days a week. I'm literally doing quick multiplication here on my page as I speak to you. Seven, zero, 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 zero seven, seven, eight, 56, one, seven, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. So that's 1800 calories a day, seven days a week. That's 12,600 calories in the week. So just say you got something big on a Saturday night. You could potentially eat 1700 calories Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So you've saved one, two, three, four, five hundred calories that you can add to your 1800, bring it up to 1920 to 2300 calories on Saturday so that you can have those few drinks. You can have that takeaway. You can have that dinner out. Um, so there are ways around it. But what I really really urge people not to do is if they overindulge in their calories trying to pull back from the other days because you're setting you're just constantly trying to catch up with yourself and you're setting yourself up for failure so you know shit happens life gets in the way if you can't stick to your calories draw a line under it and start fresh again the next day it doesn't matter you it's not you're not in slimming world you're not in weight watchers it doesn't ruin your whole week you don't have to step on the scales on saturday morning and um yeah, you don't need to step on the scales on Saturday morning and um, kind of prove to yourself that you haven't ruined the whole week. Just start fresh. You know, it doesn't matter and things won't go perfectly. But I guarantee you, if you if you consistently get back onto your calories when you have a bad day over time, it's going to pay off. Now, I used 1800 as an example. Everybody's calories will be personalized depending on their weight, their sex, their activity levels, their job. So many different factors. So that would be an. Um, that that wouldn't necessarily that they not everybody would be on the same calories um and th- i think that's kind of all i wanted to say about 
that. Oh yeah, so calorie counting is not for everybody, particularly if if it's someone who does not enjoy, like you know, finds it absolutely tedious to have to write down absolutely everything, and they absolutely absolutely hate it. It might not be for you. If you've had issues with body image, and perhaps eating disorders in the past or just disordered eating and you've had bad experiences and you don't want to go down that road again then calorie counting might not be for you but that's that's okay calorie counting isn't for everyone and there are other ways around it so another um what another method that i use in the nourish move and shine program is hand portions so i would calculate calculate your hand portions for you based on the same kind of details that i'd need to know for your calories so your height your weight your weight your um activity levels all those kind of things and i would give you specific hand portions so what that would be is you know that you'd measure out your protein using your the palm of your hand you'd measure out your carbohydrates so your your yeah your rice or your pasta or whatever you know as a cupped hand and measure your healthy fats in the form of a thumb um and whether you're hand portioning or whether you're calorie counting i will always say don't weigh and measure and count your non-starchy veg so you know your lettuce your onions you know your peppers your carrots all that kind of stuff just eat as much of them as you need to to fill up because i don't want you to not want to spend calories on vegetables because you want to have your chocolate bar later like your the vegetables are not the problem so bulk your meals up with those the only vegetables that you really do need to count are the starchy ones like potatoes sweet potatoes those kind of things there you know the kind of obvious no-brainer ones but in general most most vegetables are low enough in calories that you'd want to be consuming shit loads of them to actually be gaining body fat from eating them so i wouldn't be worrying um so that's kind of in relation to actually while i think of it one thing i want to say about the slimming clubs i'm jumping right back just while i think of it is um in relation to exercise so when i was going to slimming world I remember and and Weight Watchers I remember that I like I wasn't really exercising I was just trying to be skinny and I remember someone telling me that oh yeah you should don't start going to I was like oh I might join the gym oh don't well don't go lifting weights because if you lift weights you're going to gain muscle and then your your weight won't come down in the scales and I was like oh god okay I won't I, I won't so I didn't and just when I think about how shocking that information was and I also remember someone else telling me I think I was up one week and I had walked to to um Slimming World because I wanted to um I just you know, wanted to get a bit of exercise in and when I got there I was up half a pound and someone told me told me oh yeah oh I was like and I even walked here it was so good and they're like oh you shouldn't what you shouldn't walk you shouldn't go for a walk the morning of weigh-in because you know your body's going to gather fluid and then you're going to weigh heavier on the scales and I was like oh right okay oh geez I won't do that again like what the fuck like how fucked up is that anyway sorry I just had to I had to say that while I thought of it but anyway in relation to portion control I'm still talking about portion control here so calorie counting hand portions now everyone would again like you would have different um amounts of calories you would also your hand the amounts of hand portions that you'd have per day would depend on 
on those factors, your your weight, your height, your activity levels and so on. So, you know, some people might have six palms of protein a day. They might have four cupped handfuls of carbohydrates and five thumbs of fat, for example. Um, it's, it's not just a guessing game. Each portion equals a certain amount of calories. And what's really interesting in relation to counting, uh, to counting hand portions is everyone's hands are relative in size to their body so a palm of protein for uh like a hundred kilo man is going to be much bigger than a palm size protein for a 60 kilo woman you know what i mean so it it really does work in relation to losing body fat and it's, it's a nice flexible way to do it as well you can do it you know you bring your hands everywhere with you so even if you're out for dinner it's kind of easy enough to eye up what you're eating on your plate um, and it's quite a freeing way to to um, track things Um, the other way then is just kind of listening to your body so I'm not actually going down the I don't don't know too much about the whole intuitive eating um diet let's say but just the general sitting down at a table for a meal eating slowly and mindfully and listening to your body stopping when you're about 80% full if you're looking to lose um, body fat stopping at 100% full when you're uh, if you're looking to maintain and keep going till about 120% full if you're looking to gain some mass so that's also really really effective but it's really is about slowing down and listening to your body and there is no one size fits all so whatever works for you like try it try calorie counting if you like and the thing about calorie counting is it is going to be probably get you the the best results quickest if you're able to stick to them but not everyone will be and some people will just need a little bit more time getting used to calorie counting before they find it effective so I would say stick at it it's a little bit tedious at first but it does get easier and you know that my fitness pal saves everything into the database so it, and you can save things as meals and recipes and it does get easier and um but then also it's not for everyone so if it's not for you that's okay it's that doesn't mean that you're oh, you're never going to be able to lose weight there's loads of ways to do it even by just sticking with as many whole foods as you can um yeah that's basically mostly what um what i'd like to say around nutrition you know slow down keep a food diary if you need if you need to notice patterns in your eating habits and observe write down observe don't judge okay losing weight and changing your nutrition habits takes time like it really does i find a lot of the girls that do my program that sometimes the first four weeks are purely um, dedicated to just finding their feet journaling figuring out what where their habits lie you know they discover things about themselves that they didn't even know just experimenting with different foods trying different recipes you know navigating my fitness pal realizing oh god I didn't plan that properly and now I'm starving and I don't have enough calories for dinner and I will always say well have some extra calories and have some dinner and let's start again tomorrow and just what did you learn from it and it's always kind of reflecting and learning so sometimes that can take four weeks sometimes it can take a full 12 week program to just figure out those habits and I've girls who've done you know two three four runs of the of the 12 week program because they're at different stages each time so first they're finding their feet then they're just they're 
they decided to use hand portions now they want to try and get a little bit more specific with calories there is like stop don't put a time limit on your weight loss give yourself the time you deserve don't try and find a, a quick fix get to the bottom of it and actually give yourself the time that you deserve to change your habits to feel healthier to um yeah to, to have more energy to kind of rediscover yourself and um yeah you deserve that time and just don't put an end date on it and you'd be surprised at how quickly you'll look back and realize how much you've changed and how proud you are of how far you've come um i hope that you found some of the points um useful today anyway and look if you have any questions just you know don't ever hesitate to dm me um you can get me on instagram at kate hamilton health um, i'm also on facebook kate hamilton health and tiktok kate hamilton health so, and my email address is kate hamilton health at gmail.com so do always reach out if you have any other questions and if you would like to learn more about the nourish move and shine program just hit me up and i will give you more details i actually i'm taking a new crew starting monday week the 18th of july and i have some spaces left if you are interested and otherwise i take people on every six weeks so um stay tuned and i will be back uh, with episode three next week thanks for listening